tune in to the Dating Advisory Board show Wednesdays at 6 p.m. to learn how to lead your love life like a CEO leads a company, the Business of Dating show. We discuss how to approach romance like you would approach the boardroom with confidence, grace, and focus. Learn how to advocate for your needs, brand you, determine your core non-negotiables, create a board of advisors, and more. After all, the key to success is collaboration, both in business and personal relationships. Make sure that the reflection in the mirror is the best version of yourself before you start swiping right. This is Jen Hecht, Chairwoman of the Dating Advisory Board, and welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you so Jen. much. It's great to be here. I always like to help out people who are building fascinating businesses and uh, directions that can help humans, you know, be happier, do more, do better. Oh, thank you. Yes, we, we try to make you be the best version of yourself. And he's going to give us strategies on how to do that today. So let me give you a, a, a brief bio on Andrew. Uh, like I said, he's the CEO of Helicase, a human performance company that leverages cutting-edge science and technology to enhance mental and physical performance through nutrition and cognitive programs, as well as adjunct professor of security studies at Georgetown University, where he teaches an unconventional weapons technologies. I mean, that's... You gotta talk about that. I mean, that's amazing. We, we can talk about it. that. That's a labor of love, teaching uh, teaching students in a way that engages them. We'll talk more about how they end up on the front lawn of the university, wearing full chemical weapons gear, doing obstacle courses. But we can talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yes. Um, Andrew has led studies on the future of human performance and biotechnology for the Department of Defense, trained U.S. government personnel preparing for deployment to Afghanistan and Iraq, and worked with the Departments of Homeland Security and Energy on emerging technology strategy. Nuclear weapons detection. So thank you. Happy to be here. Okay. All right. So uh, I love this one quote from your website. You've been recognized as a mad scientist by the Army's training and doctrine command. So uh, tell us how that relates and like what you guys do at Helicase. Sure. So um, the work I've done has really come out of this passion for helping our military, um, for helping our personnel now, and, and thinking about how we might need to change in the future. Um, and Training Doctrine Command is part of the Army, that, and they have groups that are thinking about the far future. They have a program called the Mad Scientist Program. Um, and when you come in and, and do work and give a talk for them, sometimes they will give you uh, the coin. It's a military thing. You get a coin and denote that you are indeed a mad scientist. So uh, it's actually a theme that runs through my life is, you know, you go up and you get your caricature drawn at some event and they, they tend to drive me as a mad scientist. So, um, you know, hopefully uh, more scientists, less mad, but um, <laughs> it's been fun and, and I really do care about helping the military and um, we've really taken what we learned by helping people, you know, fight and win in the hardest places on earth, in the hardest mm -hmm. circumstances on earth. Um, and we turned that into helping um, both men and women in armed forces today, but also CEOs, individuals in um, everything from college students all the way from, you know, a CEO triathlete at the top of their game from Wall Street to Silicon Valley and, and sort of everyone in between. And we love doing it because... Um, we can help make people achieve more and be happier. And if you can do both those at the same time, yeah. 
It's got to be something good there. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Okay, so what are some basic steps that we can take to enhance our mood, which obviously affects personal and professional relationships? I mean, really, it depends where someone starts. Obviously, there's nothing more fun for us than really personalizing a program to somebody. But people would be surprised the simple things around them affect their mood. Um, at 2% dehydration, meaning if you lose a few pounds of water during the day and you can step on a scale in the morning and the afternoon and find out, it's actually going to make you more anxious, less confident. Same if you eat really like fried foods and other things, it actually causes inflammation in the body, causes the immune system to sort of attack your own body. And when that happens, your brain is actually affected in a way that it makes you less confident. So all these things tie together, what's, what you eat, what you drink, how much you sleep. And if you don't treat your body right, then actually it makes you less confident, less ready to, to sort of take on the next challenge. Um, we ran a study uh, earlier, I guess actually now at this point already last year, where we worked with the Army and we worked with 300 Army cadets and we ran a randomized placebo-controlled trial. And it is amazing how much you can improve mood um, with just nutrition alone. Wow. Oh, that's insane. I mean, I remember when I saw you speak um, at Cadre, that's how I met you, um, that you were talking about when you were training, going maybe, I don't know if it was the Army, or we were how to make the special ops fa work faster or run faster. Is that is that something that you can enhance? I mean, for the day-to-day -day person who's, you know, working out at, like, lifetime? <laughs> sure, you'd be surprised how tied together physical performance and mental performance are. Mm -hmm. In fact, the, everything we do is to hit both sides. So the simplest thing um, might be how frequently are you eating? Um, it turns out that when you don't eat very frequently, your blood sugar is below optimal, meaning blood sugar is just, you know, your body turns food into fuel for the cells and most of the cells work off of, it turns it into sugar. Mm -hmm. And so when that's below optimal, not only is your brain sort of turned down the higher thinking parts of it, and then you don't, you're not as focused, um, this is what happens when it's 3 p.m. and somebody's hangry. They haven't eaten since lunch yeah, or since breakfast and you, know, you have a bad meeting with them. Well, actually, at the same time, that's a signal to your body to break down muscle for fuel. So not only are you decreasing your mental performance, but now your body's losing that muscle that you may or may not have worked hard to gain and is enabling your physical performance when you're running. So um, even how frequently you eat has a huge effect on, on all kinds of things. Yeah. Now, now, how often should we be eating? It depends on the person, but we find that somewhere between every two and three hours is optimal. And if you eat right before you're hungry, but not after you can already feel it, that's probably exactly right. Oh, okay. Now, let's talk about, let's, let's break down the food too. So when you talk about um, nutrition, right, it's a, it's a major component of this. Um, I guess let's start with breakfast. Or like, is there a certain time we should be eating? Should we be drinking, you know, lemon water first and green juice in the morning? I mean, what, what can we, what, what, tell, walk us through a typical day. So, you know, just as I said, I, if we think that keeping your blood sugar at the optimal level is this hugely valuable tool for performance, which means eat when you get up. Yeah. Don't don't delay. Now, if you're about to go straight to the gym and you don't want to have a full stomach when you go straight to the gym, that's fine. But have a little bit of something that doesn't bother you and is going to give you some fuel. And so it depends on the person. But, you know, if you're not going to work out, things like eggs and veggies, uh, fruit. We love fruit that have dark skins and we eat mm -hmm. the skin like berries, things like that. Um, you know, 
almond butter is a, a great thing that That's takes, you know, not five seconds to stick a spoon into the jar. Yeah. Although maybe if you're sharing with other people, don't put it back in the jar. Yeah. You know, that could be good. But, um, you know, these simple things that have um, some protein, some healthy fats in them. Um, and then if you can add that with fruits and veggies, then you're off to a great start to the day. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, how like what do you think about green juice? You know, so like um, I think I was telling you about the one that I like Chef V. Um, I'll give you a shout out because I love Chef V. Um, but they deliver they have these deliveries. So they deliver it fresh and it's only good for a week. And I drink that in the morning. It's got seven different greens in it. I mean, how because I'm just lazy to do it myself. So <laughs> just say, hey, you got to get the greens in somehow. So are you seeing more where you're kind of drinking um, your meals or if there is heavy or I mean, what do you suggest on that as well? I mean, we think if you can eat the actual fruit or vegetable, it's going to almost always be better than juicing it. Oh, really? Um, okay. For a couple of reasons. One, the fiber and other things in that fruit, uh, it's in vegetable, they fill you up. They also feed the bacteria that live inside us that are, that without which we would die. They're critical. There are like a huge symbiotic relationship there. They're making vitamins for us. They're talking to our immune system. They're protecting us. So got to feed them. Yes. Um, and so, you know, fiber is one thing they eat. In addition to the fact that once you juice something, uh, the really sensitive but really powerful chemicals in fruits and vegetables that have a lot of the benefits, they pretty quickly start to degrade. So even though something's in the refrigerator, it might, uh, it might be losing some of its benefits faster than you think. So we think eat the whole thing if you can. Um, there's some tricks for when you might want to have juice after you work out. For example, when sugar, the one time eating actual sugar is good for you because you're refueling your muscles and the, your stores in your body. But we like to eat the whole thing if you can. But um, a green juice that doesn't have any sweeteners in it, you know, or doesn't have any sugar or, or fruit juice or yeah. other things. Um, that's, you know, that's not going to set you back. So if you like it, then have it. Okay. Oh, well, that's good to know. Now, when you talk about having those dark berries, so what are you talking about, like the dark grapes, like red grapes or yeah. blackberries? or Things like that are dark blues, dark mm -hmm. reds, strawberries, blueberries probably come out on top somehow. Yeah. Um, apples. We love apples, especially red ones. Mm -hmm. So really anything. Gala apples are awesome. Anything that's <laughs> dark colored and you eat the skin, right? Yeah. So. Um, I think the most fascinating thing is when we look at research on this, when you look at um, the data out there from, you know, when, an, when the average person eats, let's say, grapefruit versus mm -hmm. oranges, really the major difference between those two things is that grapefruits have a little bit more of these dark colored pigments and that, that you can taste as well versus an orange, right? You don't eat the rind of either. You probably eat a relatively similar serving size. Maybe you eat a half a grapefruit, a whole orange. Um, and yet the impact on weight loss of a grapefruit versus an orange is much higher. And then if you go to berries and apples and things like that, where you actually have that skin where the, that those beneficial compounds are really concentrated, they're even like a huge amount better. So um, we think that there, you can even differentiate between which fruits and vegetables are the best. And we love to work with our clients to find sort of the optimal things and simple decision rules so that they can, you know, go somewhere, pick the best stuff, feel great and get on with their day because everybody's busy now. Oh yeah, everybody's busy. I mean, I will tell you, I have a, this is a true story. So I have, uh, le do you think anything about the lemon water? Should Do you do that? I, I don't do that. You don't do that? Okay. So I like, like, I don't do it. I'm like, okay. So um, I always talk about lemon water. So I have my, like my, my, uh, my routine in the morning. So, so I have a large glass of lemon water. I love lemons. But then I'll have, I cut up strawberries, blueberries, I put some almond milk and then uh, cinnamon on it. So that's how I start. And so I yep. feel pretty good that he's telling me I'm, I'm right. <laughs> so the one thing I will Winning. say about lemon water, though, is 
if it makes you drink more water, then go with it. Because yeah. being hydrated, we hit that almost the first thing, right? Yeah. Being hydrated is good. So if you like lemon water, go for it. Yeah, no, I, I do. And I drink a lot. I mean, I drink a lot of water because I do get dehydrated. You know, just because you're running around, you're doing things. And okay. do you know what? what is the amount? How many glasses you're supposed to drink a day? Is there a formula based on weight? I can't remember. I heard something one day, but I don't remember. I mean, you'll typically read in like a government kind of a recommendation, eight cups a day, 80 okay. ounce cups. We think the average person should be starting at three liters a day, which is more than eight cups, um, more like 12 cups. So that's like, you know, if you drink a normal uh, bottle of water, this is half a liter. So if you're thinking about the amount of water that's in like six of these a day, mm -hmm. although ideally maybe you're not wasting six plastic bottles a day, that'd be Save great. Save the earth. Um, what about tea? How is tea? <laughs> that's, that's Jeremy The voice Beaver. of the station yes. manager <laughs> who's enthralled with this program. How is black tea? Is that hydrating, dehydrating? You know, there's a little bit of caffeine in tea, but for most people, that's not going to have a big effect on hydration. Um, certainly green tea is going to be the best one, probably have the best compounds for you. Black tea is fine. We love coffee. All these things are great. The one trick is... You don't want to have a bunch of caffeine when it's going to affect your sleep. So just thinking about when you're drinking it during the day. Does it dehydrate you, though, if you drink tea? For most people, it won't. Um, there's actually this kind of a funny thing because most people say, oh, if you drink coffee, you're dehydrated. But uh, when you look at the research literature, that's not so clear. But the answer is you should be drinking a ton of water anyways. So have them both and don't let it affect your sleep. That's right. So when you go, thank you, Jeremy. That's a great <laughs> question. Actually, no, seriously. I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah, see? I mean, let us know if you have more questions. <laughs> I love Jeremy. Um, no, but because when I go in and get my Starbucks in the morning, you know, I'll get my coffee and my half calf, um, and then I'll get a huge, the largest uh, venti water they have, right? Um, I mean, it doesn't it only last a little bit, but I drink a lot of it just to, you know, it's good for your skin and it's washing good for, all for everything. Of you. Yeah, all of you keep it, or all, all of the above. Now, the one thing when you're talking about working out, which I thought was interesting, and I've heard you say this before, which I think is brilliant, is isn't there a certain amount of time where you have to do like a recovery drink after to help your body? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. There's like a golden hour after you exercise where your body is going to preferentially pull proteins and sugars into your liver, which replaces the stores of glycogen, which is the way your body stores carbohydrates, and into your muscles to sort of refuel and then repair them with especially the protein. So you actually get something like twice the benefit of protein if you get it in that hour after you work out of you would another time during the day. So that's just, you know, free added muscle to your body, which I don't know that many people who don't want that. So no. we think, you know, if you can do it within maybe a half hour, it might be even better, but certainly within an hour, try to get that into your body so that you can get your body repairing itself, recovering, um, and get the maximum benefits from the exercise you just did. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, most of the gyms have you know juice bars or they have different protein. You can get your protein shake sure. there. Yeah, the only thing I'd say is we try to stay away from a lot of these protein powders have like artificial sweeteners and a mm -hmm. bunch of junk in them. So try to stay away from that stuff. But otherwise, sure, yeah, why not? If you bring it with you, if you get it there, yeah. um, you're refueling your body and you're setting yourself up to get all those benefits going forward for the rest of the day. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is not eat because then you've yeah. stressed your body. Yeah. You've probably push your blood sugar levels down, which is fine. But now you're sort of like physically and mentally depriving yourself when you could have just given yourself all the sort of benefits. So don't do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I can say I've done that before where I just got so busy or whatever. You work out for the night and you don't have enough to eat or you're not, re, you know, rehydrating your body. And then you wake up and you're sluggish and you don't have energy and I can't think straight. 
<laughs> so it's all, and that's, you know, that's important. Like most people are like, well, I was so busy. I didn't even have time to eat today. That, what do you say to that? <laughs> I'd say if you had eaten, you would have gotten more done, even though you'd spent 10 minutes. And you know, what we do with our clients when we work with individuals is how do you solve that problem? What is something you like that's quick that you can have stuck in your desk in the little fridge in the corner, whatever it is. Um, and this is why coaching people is fun because it's really actually simple typically to solve some of these problems and then um, you enable people to do things that they before they would have said I didn't have time for uh, and the benefits are great and people feel great and, and there we go. Yeah. Now, I, there's something that I think is really interesting too. There's certain bewitching hours that you should not be scheduling meetings, right? In business or and maybe even for dates too. So we'll kind of, you know, hack that in there a little bit. But so tell us a little bit about um, the study that you, you found uh, basing on the time. Well, so when we look at um, these questions of blood sugar and inflammation, all these other factors, uh, I always tell people never schedule meetings at 11 a.m. or 3 p.m. because someone hasn't eaten since breakfast or somebody hasn't eaten since lunch or God forbid at 3 p.m. someone hasn't eaten at all that day. Oh, um, no. And I used to walk into these meetings in the Pentagon with senior people and um, the answer then is you're not going to get the best meeting possible. Um, but what some people have seen me do in different circumstances is if you, you can control yourself and you can make sure you eat something, but if you can't control what the other person on the other side of the table has mm -hmm. done, what you want to do is give them a little piece of dark chocolate and give them that little hint of blood sugar plus dark chocolate's good for you. And there you'll save your meeting and, and potentially get more out of it. When you look at Harvard Business School studies on the topic of eating during meetings, you see that in mock negotiations, they get like 10% better returns for both sides. So um, meaningful kinds of things in business. And uh, because of that, I've brought Jen a, a box Aww. of our favorite chocolates for, Thank the, you. for this. What is it, Demora? Where do you? Where can you get so this? So Demori is an Italian chocolate maker. Um, they Shake it's all single origin. Uh, most of it's from South America. Um, oh, I got it. And uh, they're really they're some of our favorite ones, and uh, they're this. great to put in the middle of the table too. Oh yes, I mean I don't know if I'd be sharing. <laughs> well, make sure you buy enough for everyone. Yes, I will. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, but this is good though because uh, oh they have different kinds. Yes, yeah, so they're all there's six different single origins from oh. one plantation, and if you read the back, it's got a little story. So, oh, okay. anyways, these kinds of things that engage people, people love it. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Um, and now for the like, tell us the benefits of dark chocolate. Maybe not a lot of people know why versus regular milk chocolate or dark chocolate, or how is, how can that help? So it turns out that when you look at the compounds that are in cocoa powder, the thing that makes it tastes like chocolate, um, that they improve blood flow, that they can decrease you how much you react to stress, all these huge benefits, both for physical and mental performance. Um, and they're all in that cocoa powder. So milk chocolate has a lot less cocoa powder per bite in it and a lot more fats from, well, milk, for example, and other things. So um, the darker it is, the more you're getting and the purer it is without other things that you might not care about. So a lot of added sugar, for example, we don't love that. So the darker, the better. We think start at 70%. And if you like it even, even higher than that, then you know, by all means, enjoy. Yeah, and you can get them in a lot of places. I know um, I always say that Balducci's or Whole Foods. I know that a lot of the grocery stores. I mean, stores. today you can buy it at CVS. So it's really anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, chocolate 
I don't know, five, 10 years ago got hot and they yeah. started putting the percentage on bars. And thankfully that means it's accessible. Um, although we certainly have our favorites. Yeah, no, that's good. I know. I always like, I love chocolate. I'm not a candy person. I've never been a candy person, but chocolate's always been my, my downfall. <laughs> and now well, I now make it your, make it an uplift instead uh, of a downfall. Exactly. You're right. Uplift. So, well, we're going to take a real short break and then when we be back, we're going to have more information on how to enhance our mental and physical performance from Andrew. Well, hello, and it's Jen with the Dating Advisory Board. We're back with Andrew Herr, CEO of Helicase. Thank you so much for joining. We are learning so much of how we can enhance our mental and physical performance. And Jeremy Beaver has some more questions that he wants to ask. I cannot wait to hear. Hey, Jeremy Beaver here. Oh, hey, Jeremy. So uh, everybody knows about the actor and ex-football player Terry Crews. And uh, my question is, uh, he had just recently come out saying that he fasts from 10, I want to say 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. till 2 p.m. the next day. And so my question is, uh, 
it will will fasting can that work for other people so fasting intermittent fasting there's any there's a number of different ways people talk about it, different protocols to do it it's a fascinating thing because it depends what your goal is so if let's say your goal is weight loss and what we know is if you cut the number of calories you bring in by let's say about 15 percent then you'll start to lose weight um, and so you can do that a number of different ways you can just eat 15 percent less stuff that but you know what that's really hard because how the heck do you measure that? Yeah. Like nobody knows how Here's to measure that. So you really have to count calories, which almost nobody wants to do. If you do it and it works for you, by all means, that's awesome. Most people can't do that. The next option is if you just stop eating starches, bread, rice, pasta, stuff like sugar, stuff like that, you actually unintentionally eat less food. And so the average person who goes to a higher protein, healthy fats diet, you don't want to replace it with bad fats and fried food. But if you go to a higher protein, healthy fat diet, you calorie restrict, meaning you decrease the number of calories you eat by about 15%. That's why when some people say it's carbs that make you fat, that's not true. But when you cut them out, you eat fewer calories. So calories matter, but um, there are ways to sort of trick your body. Now to fasting, Let's say one day a week you eat 500 calories or very few calories. Well, if you take one day a week off the table, that's about a 15% calorie reduction. And when you look at the research, what it shows is you lose the same amount of weight. So uh, it's an option, Write you can use it, but some people seem to have a reaction where they feel a lot of clarity when they fast, and some people their blood sugar's low and they don't feel good. And yeah. you know, this is a, a thing where we think on average the very stable, very high quality, nutrient dense, uh, eat more frequently diet, we find that it works better for most of our clients. Um, although the fasting approach can be good. And again, there's some nuance there about what your goals are and what you're shooting for and how your body works versus another person. Um, but in general, it's one of a number of tools and it really depends on what you're going for and how you work and what's easiest for you. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, because you think about, you hear about, I mean, I know I can't, I mean, I get hangry. I have like like my sugar drop like every two to three hours. I think it's genetic. <laughs> there is a genetic component to these things, actually. Um, although we can also train our bodies to um, work a little better, but more importantly, we can feed our bodies and that's you probably go. your best option. Um, although certain things you eat spike your blood sugar and then your body realizes there's too much and it pulls it out and it crashes it. So you can easily put yourself in that low blood sugar moment fast by eating things like sugar or things that have like a lot of white bread. Your body actually can turn a piece of white bread into blood sugar 70% as fast as if you just drank a cup of sugar water. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Yeah, because I know, I mean, like, there's, like, for me, inflammation. So I have psoriasis. So I have skin. So I had to cut out a lot of uh, sugar and, like, how to change how I eat. And you hear more, you know, like, well, I'm so inflamed. Like, what food should we be eating? Do you have any anything for inflammation? Should we, we'll get into supplements in a little bit. But, you know, um, I just, when I changed my diet, I noticed it was a huge shift in my, in my psoriasis. Yeah, I mean, so crashing your blood sugar induces an inflammatory response. Eating fried food, um, eating these high sugar things, all of these affect your, your body, your immune system in a huge way and can drive these other factors. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, it seems that these fruits and vegetables, the ones we were talking about earlier, dark colored, brightly colored, those seem to be on the anti-inflammatory side. Um, we love these cold water fatty fish that have these omega-3 fatty acids also tend to be anti-inflammatory. So those are all some good things. Cutting out those starches, you'll see that's a little bit of a theme about how we think about things. Um, that those, I think both those factors can help and 
Um, we see people talk about benefits from how they feel to looks, scare, skin, hair, nails, yeah. everything. Yeah. You can really hit all this at once, which the fun thing is, can you optimize for everything someone wants? And um, obviously that's what we do when we work with individual clients. Right, because you want to help them be the best version of themselves. That's what I hear the motto is. That's right. You know, got to get that reflection in the mirror on point, you know, first. Let, let's talk about, you have this on your hand. What is that? So I, that. as you can imagine, I test a, a large number of wearable devices, okay. different pieces of technology. We're always looking for the best thing for our customers, the best thing when we do research. So this is uh, measuring activity, other things during the day, but it's really measuring sleep quality at night. That's why I'm wearing it. So testing it so far it's an interesting product but you know i don't i'll hold my final recommendations on okay. different wearables for for another time but you know i think there's an opportunity to use these tools um, to help you say if i change something not only do, how do i feel better but also is there anything objective data i can use to track it um, but we know most people don't wear wearables after the first couple of weeks so oh, really you gotta just find something if there's something that works for you great um, but most people actually stop, put them in the drawer and, and never wear them again after about three weeks. So, um, you know, obviously I'm why really, that is. because they don't provide you much actionable feedback. Walking more steps is good, but you probably on a day to day basis don't feel a huge difference between walking five and 6,000 steps. And because of that, you just don't have a signal to your brain that says this is important. However, if you start to make some of these dietary other changes and you feel that difference, mm -hmm. then they stick. And that's why um, we love to make these radical changes yeah. with people, helping them identify their optimal changes and make them feel better really quickly. And then suddenly, you know, you've hooked someone for life. Right. No, I like that. Now, you talk about sleep. So let's talk about how important that is, because I think, you know, obviously being a, it's a hustle and bustle of D.C. and and it, you're you're doing so many different things, you're running rampant. So let's talk about how we can how important sleep is and how we can sleep better. So can we talk about that? So one of the things about fasting is you don't want to eat before you go to right before you go to sleep. So you probably want to give yourself three hours after you eat minimum would be ideal. Before you go to sleep. Before so, you go to like, sleep. So do not eat anything, you say anything, drink anything before? I would just keep the calories out of your system, unless you're mm -hmm. trying to bulk up, which is the rare, let's say the rare case okay. in today's society. Um, you probably want to let that go. The next thing is um, phones are bad for two reasons. One, they're designed to trick your brain into focusing on them, right? This is social media, the whole thing of why we're constantly going and looking at our phones and texting and other things. Um, is they're engineered, they've found ways to get you to engage. And the opposite of sleep is being heavily engaged in something outside. Um, and the last thing is the lights around us and our phones, computers, and things are putting off blue light. And blue light actually is a signal to your brain to stay awake because it's coming, you know, your brain is designed to think that's coming from the sun. And so that's, you know, when the sun's out, you should be awake as a normal human as we've evolved. So um, it actually prevents your body from starting to make melatonin naturally, which is the hormone that makes us tired and helps us go to sleep better. So if you can decrease the amount of blue light you're getting at night, you'll fall asleep faster and sleep better. Oh, wow. Now, how do we wear, like, is there glasses? I know that you talked about it. So let's, let's talk about that. Sure. So one of the hacks or tricks we use is, um, you know, let's say you need to use your phone or maybe you need to work at night, depending on what mm -hmm. your job is. Um, there's some glasses you can use that block blue frequencies of light. And uh, if 
you send us a note through our website, um, we, we have them and others have them and they can be a huge benefit. In fact, if you're that person you who can't go to sleep and finds themselves constantly you know, up and, and, and excited, we find that you put a pair of those glasses on people and in an hour or two, they are just nodding asleep on the couch or in their bed and it's just a great trick. Right, yeah, because you're also, the, the TV as well and the lights coming down. It's not just on your phone, not the phone light. It's, it's, it's everything. everywhere. Now you said that you said that you um, you changed the lights in your house. Is that true? So there are a number of different companies that make lights that you can control with your phone that change colors. So I use the Philips Hue lights, and at night they automatically go to red or an orange color because that's what happens when you take the blue out. They look more red or orange. Um, so automatically my home is the right color. I don't have to wear the glasses then unless I'm looking at my phone or watching TV. Um, and suddenly. Um, I'm getting a lot less of that blue in my eyes. I'm ready to go to sleep when I need to. I feel more fresh when I wake up. Um, and uh, other, you know, the only thing is sometimes you forget to turn it off on the weekend. You have friends over. And everyone's, why did it just go red in here? Right, right. Um, but you know, people really appreciate it. It's also my favorite baby gift to give. Mm-hmm. Somebody has a newborn and they're going to be up in the middle of the night feeding them. How do you let them get the best sleep that, that night after they feed them and go to bed? Well, so I give my friend, my friends just had a kid and uh-huh. gave them a set of these lights. So in the nursery it, or in their room, it, they don't have to wake up and be staring at blue light, but they can do what they need to do and they can go back to sleep. Oh, that's brilliant. I'd also like to uh, recommend the app Flux for any computer. Yeah, so there's a couple. So now Windows 10 has a built-in app called Nightlight that I'll do. That'll basically take the blue out of your screen. Um, and there's a there's a an app or a, a program for your computer called Flux. And I think the website, if I remember correctly, is just get Flux F L U X. And it does the same thing. It turns your screen orange at night, so you're not getting that blue. And I will tell you that if yeah, you tr- if you install this or use the Nightlight or whatever Apple's version is and work at night and then just turn it off. You can, you know, there's a thing that you can turn it off because maybe you need to look at a PowerPoint and see the colors are right. You're, you will be blinded. You will feel oh. terrible oh. and you'll now understand then, or then you'll understand what you were looking at all that time before. Yeah. One trick though, don't ever look at a document with things highlighted in yellow because you can't see it. So careful what you send to your clients then, but yeah. Just um, kidding. it is a hugely <laughs> valuable tool because blue light is this super powerful, physiologically active thing in our environment. And if we don't take care of it, then we don't take care of ourselves. Right. Now, when you, when you say like, you know, think about the nurseries and having that optimum sleep, you're saying blackout blinds, blackout everything, make sure it's all black, no TV in the back. Like, what would you suggest? Yeah, I love blackout curtains. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so, you know, you don't want to, you want to make sure that the, the baby is getting a normal circadian rhythm, so light during the day mm-hmm. and dark at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but for yourself, absolutely at night, you don't want those street lights, those other things. If you can minimize that, you're going to be able to go to back to sleep faster. And I mean, if you're waking up three or four times in the middle of the night for your newborn, you know, each time if you go to sleep 10 or 20 minutes faster, that might be an extra hour of sleep that night. That's and a that's a point. big difference oh, for yeah. new parents. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and then you, you also, I was going to tell you about the, um, the sleep. You were giving me an example. What was the other one? Um, it wasn't about the light. I'll come back to it. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, what else would you suggest? Can you get those bulbs at, like, Home Depot? or Get them off of Amazon. Amazon. I'm sure I don't, maybe you can buy them yeah. at Home Depot. I mean, these are things that are totally available. You set up yeah. a little thing, you plug in your router or plug mm-hmm. in your Wi-Fi, and suddenly it can control it. You can use your Amazon Alexa to control it if you oh, want. Wow. It's, you know, these th- they're now 
um, integrated into your smart home if you want them to be. That's awesome. I love it. Now, um, on the next thing, so now we got our sleep. We got our sleep patterns. So now we're, you know, blackout blinds and make sure you get a good night's sleep. Oh, that was what? The sound machine. So what do you suggest about sound machines? You know, um, White noise. if you like them and you feel that you sleep better, good. If you mm -hmm. don't, don't. I don't I don't really feel strongly one way or another, mm -hmm. but uh, some people certainly like them. Yeah, I like them. I mean, I just like, you know, you hear all the creaks and everything like that waking you up. So I, I like it. But I was just curious if. Yeah, the other trick is if you have a hard time waking up in the morning, make sure those lights come on bright and blue in the morning. Um, Let me tell you something. You're up. You're going to wake <laughs> up a lot more easily then. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about, so now we got the sleeve. Let's talk about supplements. You know, everyone has talks about, oh, I need this supplement. I need this supplement. Like, can you talk about the specific products that you recommend to your clients and like how that helps performance? Because like, I'm sure it's not the same for everybody. Sure. So, um, we our ideal case is to take people and do blood testing and do testing of their body to really understand so we can tailor to them because mm -hmm. you know your doctor orders 10 blood tests and a concierge medicine doctor might order another 10 or 20 but there's more things you can learn about your body um, that you can get from your doctor or others that can really help you tailor your regimen yourself and so that's really exciting when we can do that with clients um, but you know in general you know, we spend a lot of time looking at research because if something works in an animal, that doesn't tell me a lot about whether it's going to work in a human. Um, turns out that humans are not mice, which is a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's a but, bonus. You know, and we do a lot of research on mice, and I know a guy who used to joke that we're going to make the, like, it's going to be a Planet of the Apes type situation, but it's going Planet to be mice instead. Mice. Because we do <laughs> They're all the already in D.C. The rats are... <laughs> we're trying to make... Why are we trying to make super mice? I don't get it. Um, oh, but... You know, so we spend a lot of time looking at the research and, uh, you know, we, we try not to recommend specific supplements to people who aren't our clients for various reasons. But, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I want to know that it works in humans, that it has a meaningful effect over time, yeah. that there's enough data to show that it's not going to hurt you in the long term. Um, and I also care a lot about who made it. Is it produced um, in a country where we worry about food safety? Is mm -hmm. it made by people who take care of it? Is it stored properly? You would be surprised to find that some supplements that work well in research don't work when you buy them on the shelf because they need to be refrigerated or frozen. And so that's what we can do that. with clients is, you know, we spend a lot of time, I've talked to farmers who make things that are processed into supplements because I need to figure out who's giving the real stuff and what's the knockoff. So we, we have a, a, an intimate relationship with understanding who the right supplier is and how that gets to somebody and then how that tunes their physiology based on what their goals are. Okay. That's actually maybe the most fun thing is, what's your goal? Yeah. You know, I think people will often rattle off, I wanna be healthier. But what does right. that mean to you? Right. Almost nobody means they wanna be healthier because it's even hard to define that. Somebody might say, I wanna be healthier because I wanna see my kids graduate from college. That's great. You care about your kids and let's use that as motivation to get you where you want to be. Absolutely. Or somebody wants to look and feel better. Great. Yeah. Like when back can, in their dating, like back in the dating world, right? I'm I sure. mean, you got to look your best I'm and sure feel your best. a number of your clients want to look and feel better. Yeah. And so how do we then take that and tie that to something that not only helps them there, but helps them in their business, that helps them um, at their in their home life, that it's going to make them healthier too. So the beauty is to be able to actually solve all of these things together and, and deliver somebody where they want to be in life in general. 
Yeah, I oh, know. I like that. No, well, you know, you talk about the blood, the blood testing, right? I saw from one of your um, you were speaking engagements that they're using blood testing. I think in the military, right, to see like where they would fit in based on is it characteristics or something? I could have sworn I saw something about like how your your blood, like where you're deficient, where you're. There's been some research looking at whether you can understand from people. Um, whether they'll be good candidates for special operations mm-hmm. and other stuff in published research. And it's really fascinating to understand um, how our body reacts that then influences our performance. And so, you know, it's not magic that, that you, do, you can do something. It's something happens in your brain and body, and those are tied together with knowledge and experience. Um, but if your brain and body react the right way, you're gonna have easier time performing under stress, let's say. Mm. And everybody knows somebody who isn't phased at all by stress, who could have someone hit them in a car and they're calm, and we know people who have the opposite reaction. And you can actually measure those things often in people and understand one of the determinants of their performance. So there's a lot of fascinating research. It's Most of it is quite new um, in terms of really using that to understand performance. And you know it's not perfect, so some people have you know, the one profile, but can perform well. But at the end of the day, the way your body reacts to stress and how you learn all these things, mm-hmm. these are influenced by the, how we are from the inside out. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, think about if they could do that when you're, you're like what your deficiencies are. And then, you know, in, in jobs, they'll have you do assessments. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do blood assessments. I mean, who knows? Like you could say, okay, this is what I'm really good at. Or this is where my strengths are. If they had partners, you know, maybe in the dating world, you know, down the line, they could hack it into compatibility <laughs> there is a little bit of research that it's it's been refuted in some places some people still believe it's true that for example you can smell people yeah. who have immune systems that are complementary to yours so that your kids would have a better immune system huh. um, there's some really funny research out there on these kinds of things so it is possible yeah. that there's like the an pheromones are on fire right we are influenced we are not as simple as people like to think yeah. there are probably some pheromone type things that exist for humans there's subtle cues um, I mean, one, one set of research that's quite well known is that um, when female dancers, when strippers are tend to be ovulating, that their tips go up. And so that is so random. The you know, but that could be because they dance differently. It could be because there's a pheromones effect. Nobody, right. I think people don't really know why, that's but crazy. it has been demonstrated that that's the case. So um, there, we are very complicated systems, and we have you know eyes and ears and noses, and we're tasting the air. There's absolutely an enormous amount of data coming in so to think that we're affected just by one of those data streams i think is unlikely right yeah well think about that because you know you could you can tell like wow that person smelled really good or that person like no i didn't like the way they you know it just kind of it's, it's just interesting I've, I've noticed that so and you're probably reacting to nonverbal cues as well as the smell and then you're associating those two things and it's uh it's really fascinating you can sometimes tell when you're meeting with people that some people are picking up on things very quickly or Mm -hmm. other people are really focused on what they're thinking about and everyone has you know there's different styles here but um it, it is certainly fascinating to see how those styles match in in couples and others yeah, no, I like that. No, no, and also in enhancing your mental uh, being. Uh, what do you think about meditation? I mean, do you think that that has a big influence on your performance, both mentally and physically? I think meditation is one of the best things you can do every day. I think twenty minutes three times a week can change your life. Really, it is um, one of the best researched 
most well-documented performance enhancement methods that exist. The benefits are almost unilateral, meaning it, it is beneficial for almost everybody and it doesn't hurt almost anybody. And the amount that it can help you is just, I mean, I keep using the word incredible because it's really powerful. We think, we know for sure that three times a week, 20 minutes is enough because there's a lot of studies at that like level. 20 minutes every, or like three times, or is it no, 20, 20 minutes minute, total? No, 20, three 20 minute sessions okay, in a week. Okay. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 20 minutes. Um, if you wanna do more, it's gonna probably help more, but wow. um, we like mindfulness type meditation. Um, it has the most research. It seems to work for almost everybody. Uh, it's really incredible stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard so much about it, and you hear all the different podcasts that some of these companies are going in and they're saying these are just mandatory, that people that teach them how to meditate, and this is part of their company culture. We run, uh, as part of the training we do for companies, we do performance nutrition, uh, performance sleep, performance meditation. We actually have a whole program designed around how you can meditate to not only um, feel better and think better throughout your life, but what happens if you're about to walk into a critical meeting? We can actually tune your meditation so that you're more creative or we can tune it so that you're more focused depending on the type of meditation you do. So we run trainings on that as well as how to manage high performance teams. So we run all four of those training sessions for companies and almost every company we go do that for, by the time we leave, they have or they're planning to set up a meditation room. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's I mean, because think about it, many people say, "Well, I don't know where to start. Like, I don't know how I meditate. I don't. Where do I even begin?" But what would you say is it using different apps or like yeah, Headspace? I mean, guide, guided meditation is a great way to start. Okay. It's it's hard to do it without the guided piece. Um, here in DC, there's various groups that'll teach mm-hmm. you how. Um, Georgetown has a 10 week Wednesday night or Tuesday night program. That's actually a really good program. I can okay. recommend. Yeah. I went, I've done it myself, but um, yeah, get the Headspace app, fine. Start with it. There's a bunch of free resources if you look on the web, but um, any of those are valuable and just start doing it and I bet you feel the difference. Yeah, and you just get clarity and uh, intuition <laughs> opens up a little bit too. I think that's what some people say, but uh, we're gonna take a short break and we're gonna come back and we got more tips from Andrew.
Well, welcome back. It's Jen Heck with the Dating Advisory Board and Andrew Herr, CEO of Helicase. Speaking of Helicase, I want you to talk about your personal programs that you provide as well as your corporate corporate training programs. Sure. So um, basically, I want to know for individual clients, what do you want? And the most the thing that most people want is I want more focus and energy. And when you dig deeper, they want to feel better at 3 p.m. They want to be able to push harder. Um, and then some of them want to go afterwards and maybe they're 40 and maybe they want to beat the 20 year olds on the basketball court or maybe they want to have energy to go play with their kids or maybe they're a ceo triathlete and they're just doing everything and we have a lot of fun with with every type you know anyone in that group um doesn't have to be an executive we've worked with college students we've worked with a huge variety of people and so we we identify your goals we figure out what's going on inside your body um, and then we design a personally tailored program and the really fun part is we don't just give you a program. You start the program and then on a two or three week cycle, we're tuning it based on the feedback. And you tell us things, how you're feeling, what's changing, what you want more of. And we can usually tell what's going on inside your body. So we tweak your program um, to, to make it easier for you to do and to work better. And then you know, over a three to six month period, it's basically perfectly tailored to you. And you have a program that you can live the rest of your life awesome. that you feel you know, sort of better, stronger, faster, yeah. if you will. Um, and then with companies, you know, corporate culture is obviously a huge thing. People talk a lot about it. Um, but most trainings people to go to are of the variety of please stop sexually harassing your coworkers. And I don't mean to make light of the topic, which is critically important to make sure you know, our problems there. But I mean to say that, like, that's not the training that somebody really is excited about going to. Mm-hmm. Um, so aside, you know, the point of making that training better aside, you know, we think it's really important to say, what kind of training can you give to your employees that they will love and that makes them better employees and better people for themselves as well? And we have a program, we do performance nutrition, performance meditation, performance sleep, and managing high performance teams, all based on research um, from the military and other things we've done. And we're able to teach your people in a day long program or you know, one training a week for four weeks. Um, and we're able to leave companies feeling better, performing better, um, and you know, people see the outcomes at the end of it. In addition to the fact that people love the training. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just amazing. I mean, you guys got to go sign up. So there's just helicase.com. Is that how they can get in touch with you? Please send us an email through yeah. the site. We'd love to hear from you and you know, we're um, we're very responsive because we believe that customer service is part of Absolutely. how you, th- right? If, you're, if you think about performance, everybody feels better when people take care of each other. And so um, that's actually one of the happiest news stories from all research, which is if you put somebody in a stressful situation and you look at how stressed they are, I mean, look at their blood levels of cortisol, the stress hormone, oh, yeah. and then you put them with a stranger in the same situation, they actually have a smaller response to stress. And then if you put them with somebody they trust, it's even smaller. So the beautiful thing is, if you are with people you trust and you care about, stressful situations don't affect you as much. And that to me is like a really happy outcome and conclusion of the research, which is if we take care of each other, we'll be happier and healthier and we'll perform better. Right. I mean, think about being surrounding yourself with positive people, right? Not surrounding yourself with negative people because I'm sure your stress is going to rise very high. Yeah. So, you know, it's not only what we put in our bodies, it's not only... Um, what our activities and exercise and meditation, mm-hmm. but certainly our environments play that huge role too. Oh yeah, I mean, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Andrew. I learned a lot and I know you have too, but you gotta make sure that you go and reach out to Andrew, helicase.com, make sure you go there 
And uh, so thank you so much again. It was a pleasure. Hope uh, hope to see only the best things in the future. I know, uh, I know the dating advisory board's pushing people to reach their potential. So right. I love it. Uh, thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And, um, and I have my clients going to Andrew too. So <laughs> thank you. Um, all right. Well, tune in next week. Uh, we will see you soon. Have a great week. Cheers. See ya. Tune in to the Dating Advisory Board Show Wednesdays at 6 p.m. to learn how to lead your love life like a CEO leads a company. The Business of Dating Show. We discuss how to approach romance like you would approach the boardroom with confidence, grace, and focus. Learn how to advocate for your needs, brand you, determine your core non-negotiables, create a board of advisors, and more. After all, the key to success is collaboration, both in business and personal relationships. Make sure that the reflection in the mirror is the best version of yourself before you start swiping right. This is Jen Hecht, Chairwoman of the Dating Advisory Board, and welcome to the show.